0: Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the Internet's favorite show about plastic surgery, health, and beauty. This is Nip Talk. we got a great show for you today. First off, is it possible that you could have an organ stolen if you have surgery outside of the country? There's a couple news articles that say that might happen. Next, a plastic surgeon's wife dies from the plastic surgery that he did. And finally, cholesterol and hypertension. There's more risk to young people than we previously thought. We're going to talk about that, and it's coming up right now.
1: Show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle with your host, Plastic Surgeon Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, entrepreneur and social media influencer Sarah Venn. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for nip talk.
0: what's up everybody thank you so much for joining us we really do appreciate it please hit that like and subscribe button it helps us so much i'm your host plastic surgeon dr bruce herman with me is the amazing sarah hi in the box we got trellis how are you buddy hey i'm good how about you doing good it's a good friday fridays yeah. are always good yeah, yeah for sure and yeah it's not
2: raining and it's abnormally I know. warm
0: i think it isn't it supposed to rain this weekend
2: yeah but it's like abnormally warm
0: yeah, I'm actually. so I'm it's running December. in the <laughs> Dallas Marathon on Sunday. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, I'm not doing the full marathon, though. I'm doing um, like one of those relay teams or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I've done it before with this uh, anesthesia group. They do it for charity, and so they ask people to run. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. But uh, I thought I was going to be running like four or five miles, but they gave me apparently it's not equal links for everybody because it would be what, like 5.2 miles, I guess, okay. if it was equal. So mine's eight miles, which is fine. I mean, I'm sure I'll be able to do it, but I've been training at four miles. Uh-huh. And so I don't know, I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be good, but I, I've been training be like walking really, a lot. Huh?
2: I said, I would be walking a lot if I uh, did I a mean, marathon.
0: I, I'm sure I can run the whole thing. It's just, you know, uh, I, I thought it was going to be running a shorter pace distance.
2: Yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll just have to pay like I was running. So I ran I, yesterday was the last day I ran. I ran four miles, but at eight minutes per mile which is pretty quick uh so i'm probably just i'll slow it down to like maybe nine and it should be fine i hope we'll find out i guess i would die but I, you're in shape what are you talking about you would die
2: i have no endurance when it comes oh, you to don't? cardio stuff like i'm so bad at it
0: yeah you're like a bird you're like a cheetah right like you just run really quickly and then you gotta like take a nap for like five hours yes <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah um that's I mean but that's like really that's like what gymnastics is and I did yeah, gymnastics for so long that we just need short bursts right. of like extreme energy mm-hmm. and then we're done yeah so that's how like I am that's why I, I like when I run I'm like one mile good
0: I used when I was younger I did a lot of like really short distance racing like in high school and college but then like as you get older like you know I'm not gonna be out there running 40 yard dashes you know what I mean so I just run a few miles just mm-hmm. to stay in shape but yeah, yeah it's been good It's honestly it's been great because knowing i had this thing coming up it's really kind of kept me on pace with like running you know because as it's got as it gets to winter you know it gets dark so early and it's cold and like you just don't i don't know i i'm kind of i like to run but i don't like to run if it's like cold or dark yeah. and there's so there's
2: a there's a like a study about um I, need, I guess I need to do this next time.
0: Yeah, but tell me. It's about. Um, Give us a preview.
2: Yeah, it's about how you're supposed to, um, r- like, walk instead of run. Like, walking what? at a certain pace for a certain amount of time can burn more calories and fat than running can.
0: So, obviously. as long
2: as you're in. Is, the article is talking about how, as long as you're. as long as you can still talk uh-huh. while you're doing this that's where you should that's so, the pace you should be you shouldn't go so slow that like you're just walking right. yeah, like you're like walking but you should be walking no fast no ambling
0: enough. or yeah you should moseying. be walking fast <laughs> enough to
2: where like you can talk yeah. comfortably
0: so it's interesting to say that like uh, cuz we did do this segment about how taking extra steps can you know really yeah. imp- improve like your overall health and help you lose weight but uh, I found this formula and I was actually going to talk about it one day. So I have this formula, I, I wrote it down somewhere, and it basically tells you how many calories you burn from running. Uh-huh. But like one of the variables is like your speed. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely an advantage to running faster, but then the downside is it's hard on your joints and yeah. stuff, right? And so that's probably what they're getting at is that you can probably get an equal workout from walking if you yeah. do it oh, right. Yeah,
2: and it's at a slight incline.
0: Oh well, that makes a big difference too. Yeah, the the formula I have doesn't take into account inclines because that sucks. I I did one of these like uh, marathon relays and I got the leg that was like all uphill and I was like dying, you know. I just killed. I have, so where I run, I have like one big hill, so I have to go up it, and then so I run two miles and I run back, and so it's right at the beginning I have to run up it, and then at the very end I have to go up it again, you know, because you go up and then down and the hills.
2: Yeah, I have that in my neighborhood too. Yeah, the worst. I went on a run during Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it made me feel better about how much crap I ate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys do anything this weekend? Anything good or just run and mill stuff?
2: Um, no, I'm not doing anything big. I think I'm going to a Christmas party with some of my oh, friends. Oh, that'll be fun.
0: I went to one last that's weekend.
2: really it.
1: Yeah. I think we have something tomorrow night too. Yeah, it's a busy weekend. Travis, anything for you, buddy? Um. So I'm supposed to be going to a comedy show this weekend. Oh, really? Um. There's a, a rapper by the name of Ti. He does comedy as well. Wait, so. the Ti? Like Ti? There's like uh-huh. a different Ti? No, no, no. It's like he's the rapper. Probably the yeah. one that you're thinking of, yeah. So he does comedy, he's gonna be at the improv, and I'm oh. supposed to go to the gun range. <laughs> he's a comedian, yeah. Yeah,
2: he's
1: a rapper and a comedian. That's cool. He he he, he has many hats, I guess. Yeah,
2: <laughs> well, right I haven't, right. I mean, I remember when he was super popular when I was yeah. in high school.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember T.I. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. awesome. He's well, still awesome. He still raps, he just does comedy too for whatever reason. I don't know how they interject. He probably that, just like, likes it, you know. I yeah, mean, for he, sure. but he draws the crowd, so for sure. And I'm going to the gun range. so. Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm excited.
0: We talked about this in the past. Someday we'll have to go together because I have all kinds of stuff that we can yeah, share. Yeah,
1: for sure. I know we had that conversation. Yeah,
0: I have a membership at the place by my house, which I don't go to as much as I should, but yeah. that'll be fun. I love let gun range. Yeah, right on. We'll have Absolutely. a good time. Appreciate yeah, it. All right. Well, let's jump into some topics here. Uh, the, the topics are all serious today. I know. I am sorry. I just, it's what was in the news and I mean, they're interesting topics. So the first one, actually, Dr. Tiffany Moon, who was here last week, sent me yeah. the first topic, which was really Super sweet. Uh, yeah, that was nice of her. Oh, besties. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and she did, when she sent it, she's like, hey, take this with a grain of salt because she found it on social media. Um, so, this is basically uh, a segment about is it possible that you could have an organ harvested if you go out of the country for surgery? And like
2: it, on purpose or accident?
0: No, on purpose. Like they steal it to like, like a black market organ right okay so she sent me this video um so i'm just gonna go, go ahead and roll this video travis oh, oh video gotcha. yeah uh, do you a like that A group of women
2: went to turkey again either to get implants or get them removed essentially a group of moms went to turkey they go surgery ends up taking a little bit longer than normal everything's fine they come back home and then one of the the moms started having a lot of back pain so they do i want to say they did an mri she had one less kidney <gasps> she had one less kidney they checked the other girls
1: one oh, less kidney okay.
0: so basically as you heard from the little segment there they were talking about these women that went to turkey which is really really popular for plastic surgery tourism as i think we I talked know, about yeah. that
2: huh i didn't know that turkey
0: was oh yeah popular. so turkey is like the place that people from europe go to really commonly like a lot of people so it's like so it's like going to mexico Mexico, yeah yeah. it's going to mexico yeah and so you know the story sounds kind of unbelievable and and mostly honestly because i'm thinking like from the standpoint of the incisions i mean you can't get a kidney out from an incision on your breast right and so i mean I, i think even somebody with no you know medical knowledge would realize that they had incisions in places outside of their breast so I was a little I was a little skeptical about that one and so of course you know what I did is I get on the internet start looking for news articles because mm-hmm. I mean I'll believe anything these days and we've talked about some crazy stuff that sounds unbelievable so yeah. I mean you never know maybe there was somebody harvesting organs in, in Turkey from the black market so I found another one too <laughs> I thought I had found it so I found and this is just a picture of the video throw this one up there that next one yeah so this is basically uh, a YouTube um, a video about this girl talking about her friend who went to the Dominican Republic for a tummy tuck, and she ended up losing the kidney. And Why I was like,
2: "Show her butt."
0: I-, I think she got like a tummy tuck and a BBL or something. Oh, okay. So I- I- I don't I'm know. sure
2: that was just for clickbait.
0: Yeah, probably so.
2: <laughs> and so
0: I was like, "Well, geez, now there's two, you know, two of these things." So I did like a pretty thorough like search of like real like news, you know, outlets. Because if that happened, I mean, it surely would hit like a news, like a like reputable news outlet, right? Yeah. Because I mean, the first one was like somebody's podcast. The second one was a YouTube video.
2: I feel like I feel like it would be like one of those like CDC warnings, like hey. right, like they, <laughs> yes. they're warning us to not eat cantaloupe. <laughs> <You're>
0: right.
2: <laughs> like you need like hey, maybe not go to Turkey because you're Cantalo- gonna don't get- eat
0: cantaloupe. Don't get your organs harvested. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, no, I get it. We need
2: those types of text messages. So uh, <laughs> CDC. I mean.
0: <laughs> I was a little dubious on the first one just because of the fact that it was a breast surgery and they said they took an organ. The second one's a little bit more believable, but I couldn't find anything like, you know, anything that was credible about it. So I, I kind of think that both of those are actually uh, false, that it didn't really happen, but something I, shady. Well, I, was gonna, I thought it would Must be worth happened. at least talking about. Like, is it really possible? I mean, could it really happen? that someone could steal your organs without you knowing. I mean it's kind of interesting to talk about and I
2: guess if you're expecting only incisions to be on your front and then and then you realize like after you've already like gone home that there's like an incision on your back i guess is that where you would take a kidney out would be on the well back? there's
0: multiple approaches for taking out a kidney because that, that's a very smart thing to say is like okay well are the incisions in the same place yeah um i mean theoretically you could get the kidneys through the front i mean a lot of times most of the times these days i think it's done laparoscopically which would be more of a retro like a, a backside approach um, but yeah, I just want to kind of talk through it because I've actually done organ harvest uh, back when I was in general surgery, I've worked through transplant and, um, and so I have like some knowledge of this. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I, not that I've ever tried to steal a black mark kidney, but like I have knowledge of like the surgery, so I can like talk about it. But so the first off, you know, the first thing that I was thinking about is, you know, when you go to get an organ, I mean, you can't just take an organ out of you and drop it into me or vice no. versa. Yeah. Right. Because... With you have to organs, like know
2: your blood type and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly right. So uh, you first off you have to match blood type, then you have to match the um, the cross match, so like the positive, negative, and then there's the human leukocyte antigen, which we abbreviate as HLA, which are basically alleles in your genome, which kind of tell your, it, it identifies you as you, right? Yeah. And so um, it is theoretically possible that you could find somebody that had a perfect match like a twin you know a twin would have a perfect match and there and it's possible that out there in the world there's a perfect match but but theoretically especially with kidneys you don't have to have a perfect match because there are immunosuppressive drugs which will suppress your body's desire to reject an organ that's not not yours but it does like throw a wrinkle into it right because there wouldn't be some place out there that just is randomly harvesting organs because i mean the the chances of them harvesting a random organ and it being a match for somebody in that country is is not high i mean the number of matches that are out there is in the you know thousands 10,000s thousands, right yeah. so you know there's that just doesn't make sense so I like feel the, like
2: if you're going to do black market stuff i feel like organs is not the best choice
0: I would agree with that it's just a little bit too complex because you know mm-hmm. the match thing is the fir- it'd be one thing if you could just drop kidneys into whoever you wanted right i mean yeah. then i could maybe see that there would be a market for it but you know and then
2: there's a probably only so long they last
0: yeah absolutely viable. yeah yeah a hundred percent you got to put them on ice and you know i can't remember exactly with kidneys but you want to do them you know within 12 hours i think 24 is the max if you put them on ice um because we we would harvest in other states and then Mm -hmm. bring the organs back on a plane and then you go to the hospital i mean hours go by Mm. when you're doing that um but you know you have to think about that for black market kidneys someone's got to pay for that kidney right and you would assume it's like some shady person that needs the kidney transplant right so there's not going to be this huge number of people who would potentially take a black market organ. Yeah. Now is it possible that there's people out there with money that would try to get a black market? I mean, yeah, it's possible, but then then you have to think about, okay, how many people would have to be in cahoots to pull this off? I mean, the surgeon would have to be in, in, in on it. Mm-hmm. All the people in the OR uh you know the people making the match so suddenly it becomes a lot more complex in okay to actually pull this off you'd have to have a lot of people that knew about it which increases the chance that
2: probably like the entire facility that you
0: i mean you would think so and then the then the question is could you theoretically harvest an organ without someone's knowledge right because i mean you're not i'm I'm, they're they're not going to just kill these people i mean that's too obvious they're they're going to try and take the organ and like with kidneys, since you have two. And realistically, I mean, you can, you can be fine with one kidney. I mean, what else?
2: What else kind of organ can you take without? You can do
0: a partial liver transplant. Um, there's, there's living liver donors. Um, I don't think they do living lung. Like, I'm not 100% sure on that, to be honest. Uh, kidneys and, and liver are the two big ones where they do living donors. Like, okay. you, like uh, you could donate one of your kidneys to somebody and, and live a totally normal life. Uh-huh. You could donate part of your liver to someone and, and live a totally normal life um so is no, it possible no other organ what's that
2: no other organs
0: well the only things they really transplant they do hearts which well you can't really Well, you
2: can't survive like what yeah like what could you survive and like
0: you like know what I'm pr- pretty much Just kidney liver. and liver and then, i mean okay. they do pancreas transplants but i don't think they do partials mm-hmm. um they do lung transplants but you wouldn't want to take someone's lung out i don't think they do partial lungs. Not that I've heard of, but I, I don't swear to that, because yeah. I, never do, I never did a lung transplant. That was done by different teams. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, the question of could you get an organ out with somebody knowing, I mean, I, the answer is yes. I mean, you could do it. Um, I think the easiest way would be to have it if you were doing like a big tummy procedure. You know, you could you could then open someone up internally go that approach to get the organs or, you know, flip them over and harvest it. And then the pain would be very similar because you're operating on the same area. And and I think that you could actually pull it off and then recover and go home and not know it. But kind of like the biggest thing about is this really a possibility is, I mean, eventually they're going to find out, right? At some point in their life, they're going to get a scan or an x-ray and someone's going to be like, Hey, you're...
2: Their, their general doctors is going to yeah. be like, I, you didn't tell me you had one kidney. You're
0: missing a kidney. <laughs> and, and also, too, a good scan like a CT or MRI, you, you could easily tell that it had been harvested and not just they were born without it. Because it is possible to be born with one kidney. I mean, generally, then they're more in the center. But I'm, but theoretically, you could be born with that. But a good scan would show the scarring you know, mm-hmm. from where it was harvested and maybe clips where they... You know clip the different vessels and stuff so i mean you have to believe that eventually the person's going to find out and then the place where they they had it done would come under investigation and so to me it's just kind of unbelievable because i mean you have to have a surgeon doing it right i mean surgeons make good money no matter what you know country they're in and so I, i just don't see it really being a thing that would realistically happen. Yeah. Like, could you do it? Yes. You could. I mean, these patients that go to these, you know, these unmedical tourism jobs, they get blood work. Yeah. So they could test for the HLA, they could test for blood type, all that, unbeknownst to them. They could potentially find a match for a donor, and they could potentially harvest the organ without the patient knowing. But I don't think that realistically they could just pack up shop and, and disappear which is what they like would have would to be like
2: on date this should be like on dateline if it was real
0: That's yeah i, I mean it would be it would be a, a heist of like grand proportions to pull it off and then to get away with it because i mean if, if you find out that they took your organ, obviously you're going to be like calling the local authorities and you know these these countries don't want to scare off tourists and so you would think they would go after a, a place that was doing that mm-hmm. and i just I, I just don't think that it's it's real i mean
2: Fake news.
0: There's just too many. Um, there's too many roadblocks to actually pulling it off. Yeah. So uh, could it be done? Absolutely. I I, thorm- I firmly believe that theoretically it could be done. Yeah. Has it been done? Nah, probably not. Yeah. I just don't think so. But it's interesting to talk about. I mean, the, it, I, when I saw when uh, when I saw that video, I was like, oh, maybe. And then I saw the other one, I was like, geez, is this like a real thing? Like, mm-hmm. is this actually happening? But like I said, I couldn't find any credible you know yeah. i couldn't find any credible documentation i mean you couldn't even find like a patient's name right yeah i was like okay give me a name and i'll google that name and surely it'll pop up and no one ever said it's always like all oh, my you know friends friend or my mom's you know next door neighbor like an or urban whatever.
2: legend thing. yeah
0: i think yeah. it is an urban legend i yeah. do like you always heard i don't know growing up uh we used to go to mexico all the time you know and you know you'd always hear those stories oh the person went to mexico and woke up with like an incision on their back and in the bathtub and all this stuff and i mean i'm not sure that uh, that's like an urban legend i just don't
1: think yeah. it's real the new saw movie um kind of i haven't is, seen it like touching on on kind oh. of this but oh really it, it's, it's not necessarily organ harvesting they tricked him into thinking that they were going to like take out like an organ of his that was like cancerous oh. um and they actually didn't take it out they like you could see them performing the surgery on camera like he was awake when they were performing it oh wow yeah you could see them performing the surgery on camera but it was actually like a video did it look real yeah it did it oh was, it did but it, everything was a ruse like oh it's fake yeah, oh okay from the doctor to the person oh, who wow. drove him from the airport so it's so funny that you were like talking about it because it, it kind of is like something that's mainstream that's the
0: new saw saw movie uh-huh that's the brand new one i, I saw one i didn't i didn't finish this the series <laughs> i i got, i tend to get lost when movies go past the like I only three watched three. the first yeah.
2: one,
0: but anyway, <laughs> I, it was interesting to talk about. I do think it's something that theoretically could be done. For sure, yeah. Realistically, I don't think it's being done. So, but I'm going to keep an eye out and yeah. see if I see any more stories. Please. And thanks, Dr. Moon, for sending that to me. I do appreciate it. It was very interesting to like look that up. So, for sure. All right, let's move on. This story is super, super sad. uh I, This one just came out. Um, it happened. Uh, well, it it happened this past month, and it's about a woman whose um husband was a plastic surgeon and he was doing surgery on her and she she died from it and in surgery she went into cardiac arrest during surgery and died a few days later she didn't die in the surgery but um so this happened in florida gulf breeze florida um so uh the lady's name was hillary brown 33 years old her husband's dr ben brown like a a pretty well-respected board-certified plastic yeah, they surgeon. Look like a cute couple. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, totally normal. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, this is just—it's not you like
2: on purpose. I'm just kidding.
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, it, like,
1: allegations.
0: I don't know. It is Florida. Uh, so, basically, uh, the the woman was having surgery after hours at her husband's office, and she went into cardiac arrest. Uh, she was transferred to the hospital and and later was pronounced brain dead and and they took her off life support like later in the week. And this just happened like a couple weeks ago. So they're, they're under invest. This thing's under investigation. And and I don't think it's under investigation because they think that that anything like, you know, purposefully happened. I don't yeah, believe. Yeah,
2: prob- like he wasn't following correct procedures. Yeah, they're
0: checking just more to make sure there wasn't negligence. I believe. Yeah. No, I don't I don't know that. I mean, I, I looked through multiple news articles, because this is all over the news, and so I looked at a bunch of articles about it, and it didn't seem like that they were concerned that he did something purposefully, Yeah. right? But I did want to talk about it, because there are, and, and you know, as I always say when we talk about these sad things, like we're not sensationalizing this lady's death at all, but there are some things that can be learned from it to potentially protect you know other people
2: i already know one huh
0: i already know one you probably do um so uh so the little bit of detail so i got this from all the news articles she was having multiple procedures
2: yeah that's not Um, one of
0: them was a fat transfer so i would assume it was a brazilian butt lift it didn't say that but that would be the obvious one Uh, the patient had multiple seizures in the or before she um uh, went into cardiac arrest uh, in the 911 transcript, it was stated that the doctor possibly overmedicated the patient, okay? Um, the doctor stated that he used a different medication due to the regular medication being unavailable. So all of that, to me, points that they were doing surgery under local anesthesia. Now that was not stated anywhere, um, but all of those things kind of fall in line. Uh, because local anesthesia toxicity the most common thing is central nervous system problems of one of which is seizures I mean that's kind of the classic you know serious complication from getting too much local anesthesia is you have a seizure Uh, also when they were talking about the medications not being available so we do like really really minor stuff in my office uh, where we use lidocaine and we can't get lidocaine right now like Mm -hmm. there's a national back order so that also kind of Makes sense when he mentioned, oh, the medication we normally get we couldn't get yeah. because I know that there's an, a national back order on on certain local anesthetics. So I want to kind of just talk about a couple points about this case because at the end of the day, a lady you know lost her life in something that should be overall extremely safe. And mm-hmm. so you know, is there something? And, and not to say that you know they did something you know wrong, but is there something to be learned from this? So I, I want to talk a little bit about local anesthetic toxicity. Um, mm-hmm. So local anesthetics, you know, lidocaine, marcaine, novocaine, I mean, you've always have all had that at some point in your it's life, the right? Dentist. Yeah, that. yeah. They, they stick a needle, they inject you, it goes numb, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, we've talked about people doing big surgeries under local in the past, which I'm, I'm not a huge fan of. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but how does local anesthetic toxicity happen? Well, there's, there's two ways, two obvious ways. One, you can accidentally inject that local anesthetic into a blood vessel. Okay. So instead of injecting it into the tissues to make them numb, you actually need to go into a blood vessel and you, you you inject it into the bloodstream, and just like every other medication, if you inject something into your bloodstream versus another root, like the bloodstream is the most potent,
2: yeah. Your body just like right it instantly, all
0: it. instantly yeah. it hits you. The other way is they could have accidentally just overdosed her. You know, when they talk about oh, we didn't have like the normal medication, it's you know, it's possible like we tend to use one percent lidocaine, but they have a two percent lidocaine, so it, it's possible that they got like a different. Uh, strength of the medication and perhaps somebody mixed it up and didn't yeah. realize it was a different street
2: I, and honestly I feel like because she it was almost like she was a regular and you know how like it
0: did say that she had multiple surgeries by him. yeah her.
2: and then obviously the wife of the surgeon it's almost like she's just like a regular showing up to the bar you know and it's just like you don't write don't, don't pay you don't have to pay like super you know pay I, mean, you wondered, them, I mean you always wonder I mean and it
0: could be either way right it could be that well it's the boss's wife really pay attention or maybe it's like the boss's wife and she's really you know familiar with them and they're joking around i mean i I could
2: see that being the issue like too laid back not following all the
0: checks
2: and balances when it comes to
0: the procedure it could be i mean i don't know i didn't say anything like that but the other uh, way that you could potentially overdose with lidocaine is if they're dosing you for lidocaine that has epinephrine but it didn't have epinephrine because if, if as epinephrine is put into lidocaine, because one, it, it constricts blood vessels and you bleed less, okay. but but also it it increases the amount of lidocaine you can give, okay. because it's less likely to to get out into the bloodstream if you use epinephrine. So say for example, like they had a stronger concentration and maybe it didn't have epinephrine. Then even using an amount they were used to could potentially cause a toxicity. So, like, what is there to learn from this? Because uh, at the end of the day, like, we don't want to talk, you know, about some lady's death in just a flippant way or just to, you know, for clicks. Um, you know, I, I, I really am kind of against people doing major surgery under local anesthesia. Mm-hmm. And, and I've done surgery under local. I mean, it's not that I not familiar with it or haven't done it. I have, and I just don't like it. I mean, I've done it safely. I've never had anybody, you know, have like a, any kind of significant complication from it. But having done it myself, I can absolutely see how it could happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, y- if you're doing something under local anesthesia, you have to get perfect anesthesia. Like if the patient's like in pain, it, it then makes it more dangerous cuz yeah. they're moving. It's a moving target and you could potentially cause an injury just because they're not you know, being yeah. still. So then you're, you're obligated to give these larger amounts of local anesthesia because you, you have to have the patient be, be comfortable. Yeah. And, um, also she was having multiple procedures, which to me is a little bit of a red flag. And, and who knows what that means? I mean, it, maybe she had like something really small and then also this other procedure and they're saying multiple, but it would be, unwise to do multiple large surgeries on somebody using local anesthesia yeah you're gonna bump up against the toxic dose yeah. it's gonna happen I mean uh, I I know this because I, I mean I like I said I've done some surgeries I really don't do them anymore just because in this day and age where I'm pretty busy I can pick and choose what I want to do and I just don't want to deal with that
2: yeah I, it's like even though it's like sh- you can do it but it's like should you right
0: exactly right no totally and like
2: i feel like whenever you're talking about like the local anesthesia and versus like going to a surgery center and like right. actually having it it's almost like it's another i can do that but right. should but i but should i totally and, but then it's like i feel like the surgery center is just like a safety net like we're yeah. doing we're, everything possible to make sure that we're, a, you're safe and that yeah. we're doing what we And supposed i'm gonna talk to
0: about do. that too And, you know, the, finally, my big issue with surgery under local outside of just the safety issues, is just the comfort issues. I mean, I, I did two breast augmentations under local many years ago, just really uh, to see if it could be done. And, and I did them and they both went fine. One patient sailed through it. I mean, it was so easy. Like it was not really that hard. The next patient was like in discomfort. I mean, not like so much that, you know, she was mad about it, but like she, she yeah. She had a rougher time doing it. So you get this big variability in how patients can tolerate Mine
2: this. Was, my augmentation was definitely done at a, like a...
0: Yours was done at a local?
2: Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was. Like, I, I didn't go to a hospital. I went to, like, a office building. But you were thing. awake for mm-hmm. it? I mean, I wasn't awake. No, he put me to like I was asleep.
0: Oh, then they put you under anesthesia. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, but I like went into like an office setting. Well,
0: they can. You can still do anesthesia in an office. Okay, cool. Yeah, totally.
2: But yeah, no, I wasn't awake. They can do. You can do that when you're awake. Yeah. Like breast. Like, like yeah, like they you're were awake. wide awake when
0: I did it. Yeah. That's the whole thing about local anesthesia. Like you're awake. Like you're not knocked out. Like that's the whole thing about it. Okay. <laughs> Sarah. Bing.
2: <laughs> well, I thought <laughs> whenever you would say like surgery center uh going like in surgery i don't know why i never thought like they were awake i thought because i know that we've seen those videos yeah. of oh yeah like being awake doing, now they may like, have given them like a volume
0: or something but like they're not like under like a general anesthesia yeah yeah for more and purposes awake. my other kind of concern about this and you know this will probably annoy some plastic surgeons i'm not a huge fan of like surgery in the office Um, I, I personally use a surgery center at one point in my career. I thought about doing like an office or, and I ended up not doing it. I'm happy I didn't, but as a patient, you have more protection in a surgery center. There's more oversight. Um, there's more resources. I mean, if, if this lady had had a seizure in a surgery center, even if they were doing something that are local, they could have intubated her and put her on life support and she wouldn't have died. I mean, they would also have had the IV lipids where that's the reversal for for local toxicity they would have had that there most likely so you know the fact that this was done in an office like it it absolutely you know has some contribution to the outcome and so you know i mean and and there are plenty of great surgeons who do surgery in their office and they do it safely but it's just one more potential way that something could go wrong and we've taught we've talked about different news articles where like a doctor did something in their office OR, and like the guy who didn't call nine one one, like that would never happen, in like in a surgery center. No. Because there's too much, too much oversight. Um, so the other two things about this one, multiple procedures. I mean, they didn't really say what multiple procedures were, but I'm not a huge fan of like doing too much surgery at once. I mean, it just opens you up to risk. I don't. it, it may have contributed to this if they were doing multiple procedures with local. I mean, that absolutely could have contributed. And then finally, you know how I feel about BBLs. Like, yeah. I don't think that BBL was. Her symptoms don't sound like a fat embolism, which is the one that we, whenever we talk about BBL deaths,
2: yeah. is. I'm just like trying to figure out why would why would somebody want to be awake doing that?
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't know. Um, like, I, if my wife, unless even
2: like if, I guess there's some people that I mean, are scared to be put to sleep.
0: It's so much safer. Even if like I was doing local anesthesia surgery i wouldn't do it on my wife there's no way i would do that you know i
2: like nerve-wracking too it's like like when your wife is like watching you cook or something
0: what to do surgery on him yeah i mean i've operated on all of my family members i mean they say you really shouldn't do like life or death operations on a family member which i kind of totally agree with obviously what i do is not really life yeah. and death these days but yeah i mean i feel bad for everyone i feel bad for the guy i mean because you know i mean he's got a live with that the rest of his life which i
2: wonder if he'll continue his business
1: i don't know i did think about that though when you first like brought up the story like is is it um probably like frowned upon for him to like be doing that like on his life just because if something happens you kind of go into a more emotional state than a critical thinking state
0: so i've operated on all my family members and and maybe a lot of it's because i'm kind of grandfathered in where like i started in a time when it was still not that big of a deal to do it. Like right. some hospitals won't allow you to do certain surgeries on a family member, because oh, really? if they were to have a like complication, they feel like you wouldn't be able to think clearly,
1: Right, right, right. which,
0: I mean, I kind of get that. I mean, but once again, I don't do life and death surgery anymore. So, you know, I mean, i literally operate on my wife, both my kids, my mom, my brother. I mean,
1: would you be able to operate on me, Dr. Herman? And if something started to go wrong, you would be able to critically think, or you would emotionally yeah, think? Okay, all right, for sure. I trust you. I trust (laughs) you. (laughs) What are you looking for, man? Are you you in the market? I want, um, I want like two more dimples. Like above the ones. Like are you sure you don't want elf ears? Yeah, I'll take that too.
2: I thought you were about to say something serious. I was like, what? Are, what's Whoa. happening? What no, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no,
0: no. So, no, Well, uh, anyway, so it's a super sad story. Our, you know, our condolences to her and her family and all that. It's really sad. I'm gonna kind of keep an eye it's on scary, that. It's
2: scary. I
0: don't think anything's gonna come up that's gonna be shocking. I think it's gonna come out that it was a lot, you know,
2: an accident, an
0: accident, and then that's the end of it. But yeah, it's really, really sad. So. All right, let's move on to the final one. This one's not quite as serious. Uh, it's kind of interesting, though. Uh, Travis, this one falls into your age bracket. Well, you you too. I'm unfortunately out of the age bracket. I'm too old for this article. So this article is for you guys. You. So there was a, a paper that came out just recently in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology. And it was talking about young adults. So that would be like the 20 to 40 range. Because like in the past, it wasn't always Thought of that hey, I need to test or treat a young adult for either high cholesterol or high blood pressure okay. it, it wasn't <laughs> and i 'm not like a primary care doctor, so i 'm just kind of getting the giving the general feel and also from reading the article it kind of said that that okay we 've kind of not been we haven 't been testing young people for these things we haven 't really been treating them because the belief was that things like high blood pressure and high cholesterol are only a risk as you get older right because it's old people that have heart attacks old people that have strokes for yeah, the most but part it's
2: from learned behaviors that they learn as a young adult Why well, do I mean, they that's have ab- those issues yeah, i mean that's <laughs> absolutely
0: true so uh so this study uh was was pretty interesting um it had four thousand people aged 20 to 39 it was looking at the risk factors that they had and the amount of atherosclerosis so atherosclerosis is fatty plaque buildup in your arteries it's probably the biggest risk factor for having a heart attack or stroke if you have plaque buildup in your arteries you are at risk for heart attack stroke without question and so when they looked at this they they found out that that young adults are much much more vulnerable to get atherosclerosis than than i guess these investigators thought they were right, okay. which is interesting because I remember the, it, it's funny the things you remember from like school and for me like you know med school I remember when we were in one of our med school classes they they told us about a study looking at um the Vietnam War and they were doing uh, I guess autopsies on soldiers who died mm-hmm. and I don't even know why they were doing the autopsies but the only thing I remember from the story is that they were shocked to find that they they had some 18 you know, year olds, 20 year olds that had that had plaque buildup already. And I was like, wow, that's really crazy to be that young and and have plaque in your arteries. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't really ever think about that story ever again until I just read this and, and I remembered it. And so um, the study basically said that young people 20 to 40 are much more vulnerable to plaque buildup from high cholesterol and, and high blood pressure than we thought, okay. and and also more importantly is that if you get that plaque buildup, it's actually possible you can reverse it if you change your change your lifestyle. Right, and it happens, it happens more when you're young versus old. Mm-hmm. So like if you're 75 years old and your arteries are just chock full of you know cholesterol plaques or atherosclerosis, you're not going to really be able to reverse that. You're going to have to do surgery to take out the plaque or get
2: one of those yeah like an implant.
0: yeah right like you know protect yourself somehow from from having a heart attack or stroke but young people it was showed in this study can actually reverse atherosclerosis if they treat their high cholesterol and and high blood pressure and so you know the kind of the take-home study of this and and, you know and this is going out to young people who are literally the worst about going to the doctor i mean i'm even really bad about that myself um but you know i mean if you're if you're conscientious about your health and you, know, you want to do everything possible to you know, live a long, healthy life, then this news is kind of important that if, if you do have high blood pressure, if you do high, have high cholesterol, it really is very important that you start treating it now and not when you're like my age. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so uh, I know we've talked about cholesterol in the past, but I just want to briefly kind of go over, well, this is cholesterol and hypertension, you know how to, to make those better. And so a lot of them are, are, are very simple, like exercise, right? If you exercise, your LDL, which is bad cholesterol, goes down, and your HDL, which is your good cholesterol, which actually pulls, pulls uh, fat out of your arteries, goes up. So exercise is good. Smoking, avoiding smoking is really important. Smoking is very, very um, bad for your blood pressure. It's bad for your arteries. It causes them to constrict. It causes them uh, it's the to... the worst, yeah. Yeah, smoking is really bad for you. I mean, I, I'm one of those people where I'm not going to, like, chide... People about things they do, you know. I'm just kind of like a live and let live kind of guy, mm-hmm. but like smoking is super bad for you. Like if you're smoking, you're seriously impairing your health. Yeah. Um, decreasing refined sugar intake okay. has been shown to help with cholesterol and hypertension. Decreasing saturated fat intake. I think we've talked about that. We've been doing this show so Fast long food. now. It's like mm-hmm. every time we do a topic, it's like, oh, we talked about that. <laughs> um, uh, limiting your alcohol intake. Uh, yeah, I know, right, dun, 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 dun. Um, You know, you want to uh, be uh, sparing with alcohol because a little bit of alcohol has been shown to potentially be beneficial to your heart, but there's like a quick reversal in that when you drink a lot, either mm-hmm. a lot, frequency or amount at yeah. one time. Stress management's important, you know, making sure that you're not overly stressed. Uh, weight maintenance. You know people that are heavier are more prone to have high blood pressure and high cholesterol and lastly the thing that you can do which you know not everyone wants to do is uh, take medication yeah um it was funny when i was in residency there was a guy who was a really smart dude uh and i guess we were what like in our 20s at that point i was 27 28 and he was taking lipitor which is the um uh the uh the hmg code what are they called uh, statin statin drugs uh and i was like dude why, why are you taking that? And he's like, well, there's studies out there that show that if, if your cholesterol is low, even when you know, you're younger, that it's better for your health. And I'm like, hmm, interesting. Uh, and, and he's right. I mean, he's, he's absolutely right that uh, there are a lot of studies that show that lowering your, your LDL can Im- improve your, your lifespan and decrease the yeah. risk of, of heart and stroke. And I'm not doing it personally. Like I've actually thought about it. I mean, I've checked my cholesterol lately. Because I run, Like my cholesterol is pretty good you know i mean it wasn't great a couple years ago and i was kind of taking off cuz of covid but mine's actually pretty good so i haven't actually started a statin drug but i've thought about it yeah you know
2: my family is like riddled with um,
0: yeah, cardio, I remember you telling vascular me that. disease you should honestly stuff. like go do you ever go to the doctor
2: yeah okay well <laughs> girls go to the doctor more i mean well, we have right, to go well, to the lady doctor but, like, yeah Maria but like they're not yeah.
0: checking your blood work are they? are they
2: they they can okay if, you, they? if they'll ask if you want to do blood oh, do work they? and stuff yeah oh. A lot of girls treat their OBGYNs like... Like primary care doctors, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I have blood pressure. High blood pressure runs in my family. I have naturally high blood pressure. My oldest sister does, too. I think she takes high blood pressure medicine.
0: I bet your cholesterol is great, though, because you exercise so much.
2: I'm sure it is, but, like, I think it's my inability to... I think I have high blood pressure because I have so much like I stress myself. Stress out.
0: related could be. I mean, stress one hundred percent can raise your blood pressure. Yeah, because I yeah.
2: got, I had to take high blood pressure medicine when Avery was like two, and I was trying to go back to school. Yeah, I had to take really? blood pressure medic- my, medicine. Medicine for like a month. Yeah, my wife my had my to take it for maybe.
0: a while, and then I think she quit i think i don't know i can't remember she was taking she it made her really sick so she yeah quit, she quit taking it
2: i i didn't want to take it because so i was like i don't want my body to depend on this like i, I know want to right fix it you don't myself. want to be
0: dependent on medications but at some point like yeah. you, you you may have to you know just yeah to,
2: i'm like i wonder if i should just take anxiety medicine if that would be better. But speaking of military, whenever my ex-husband came back from Afghanistan, mm-hmm. he had been eating so much um, saturated food because they were eating, like, food that was dropped from, like, helicopters that was uh-huh. frozen. Uh-huh. Like, stuff that's, like, super, like, pretty much just, like, eating fast food or, like, <laughs> right. dinners all was the time. There's cholesterol through the roof. Yeah, and eating MRI, MRI, MRIs. MRE. Yeah. yeah. And Meal his, ready to eat. his cholesterol and blood pressure was so bad. Really? And I had to make sure that we never like i i made sure like all of our food was like fresh or like frozen vegetables so Uh like i stopped buying canned food we never ate fast food ever wow and i made it go down nice good for you but like his was like out of control good work yeah because i remember like i was reading like Going to the grocery store, reading the back of cans. Yeah, of fr- vegetables. I mean, it's important. Like, super I mean, super high sodium level.
0: you yeah, talked about really that. That's
2: really bad for your blood pressure. Uh,
0: yeah, certain foods are definitely better for you, stuff and certain that, ones are definitely stuff worse. Stuff that
2: lasts a really long time.
0: <laughs> right. A, all the preservatives it's and stuff. Bad for yeah. you. Fresh foods so, always better, but it's yeah. more expensive, though. It's a problem. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's an issue too. It's like eating healthy can be expensive. hmm But all right, young people, I'm looking at you two take care of yourselves nah, facts. and i have like, it's double for me i should be As doing I'm about al- to
2: go to a I, christmas party tomorrow where there will not be any alcohol at all
0: oh not at all <laughs> i went to one last last or week there was none with
2: saturated yeah. fat
1: <laughs> but you, like he said you work out so much that i'm sure it like balances out
0: yeah i think yeah sarah i'm sure you're probably good
2: i don't every time i go to the doctor my doctor's like your blood pressure do you just do you just it could be them? white
0: coat syndrome too like some people yeah, actually that's what, yeah. that's what they said yeah, they're right. like it's because you because
2: yeah. you just stress yourself right. out for no reason that, that's and definitely I was like, a thing so okay
0: all right all right everybody thank you guys so much for joining us please hit that like and subscribe button leave us a comment we want to hear from you we'll see you next week on nip talk